This is the Move With Me podcast with your host, James Ramos of Ramos Design Build. Real estate with real people. JamesRamos.com. Interesting guests, interesting topics, all with you in mind. Move With Me is brought to you by BBMC Mortgage Tampa Bay for a loan that truly fits in a purchase or refinance. Here's James with today's featured guest. All right, we're back. I'm here with Topher Morrison. This is segment two. Um, welcome, Topher. Thank you. Glad to be here. My frozen bottle of water is starting to <laughs> melt now, so I can have little sips. <laughs> hey, so in the previous segment, we talked about three platforms, or actually two. We're yeah. going to talk about the third right now. The first one was a sense of self-identity. Yeah. Um, the second one was solving on transportation issues and yeah. all the modes, you know, such as a very creative one, urban mm-hmm. gondolas. So tell us a little bit about the third the third one isn't nearly as sexy or fun to talk about, but it's really well, critical. It's important. Yeah, yeah, it's important. Yeah. And that is to get city council and county commissioners to start playing in the same sandbox and start to collaborate and work together. And we're not getting that. Um, we've been constantly gridlocked in everything because why? We've got, well, Just, because primarily the uh, uh, county commissioners are majority Republican yeah. and city council are majority Democrat. And when those two parties get stuck in their ideologies, they inherently want to just resist one another. And that's a problem. We've yeah. got to stop governing through ideology like that. And we got to start governing from a place of loyalty of the city to make but sure. But how are you going to do that. that as a mayor? Well, you know, one of the things that I, it, first off, I wrote a book on collaboration yep. uh, and, and I'm going to use a lot of those strategies and I'm, I'm not trying to sell the book. In fact, I don't want anybody to accuse me of trying to sell it. If somebody's listening in, they can text me and I'll send them a PDF of the book for free. So I'm not trying to right, sell right. the book at all. But there's a lot of strategies out there where you can start to see your competition as your ally and start working. And the way it works is you have to get up to a higher level of abstraction. So if we're sitting here we're talking about transportation and we're arguing about what type of transportation is best. Is it autonomous vehicles? Is it buses? We're on the wrong conversation. We got to chunk up to a higher level of abstraction and say, what's the purpose of cars? What's the purpose of buses? And we get to that level of commonality. Then we can start to agree on what we're working toward. And then we can start to realize that, you know what, man, if we're both achieving the exact same thing, then it doesn't matter what the methodology is as long as we get the higher purpose or the higher outcome. Right. And if we focus on things like that, it works. The other thing is start to realize that anytime you feel a certain way about anything in life, if that feeling conflicts with truth or it conflicts with data, there's automatically going to be resistance. So if somebody has a very strong feeling against mass transit and I try giving them actually here's a great example, no greater controversy that you can get at city council is that of bike lanes. You want to get everybody to show up at city council, tell them you're putting a bike lane in their neighborhood and everybody and their their dog will show up to resist these things. It's amazing. It just, it creates this vitriolic hatred toward bicyclists, right? I mean, so, don't we have the most accidents? We do. Uh, I, think, I think we're right now ranked number two, yeah. number two in pedestrian in deaths, country. which is not a top five that we want to no, be on. No. Yeah. Uh, I'm a, a strong advocate of uh, vision zero, which is uh, a goal to get zero deaths right. in an annual rate. And we have way too many. So we look at that and there's a lot of feeling associated with these bike lanes, right? right? Oh, it's going to slow down traffic. It's going to make miserable. It's going to kill my business, all this stuff, right? right? That's yeah. a feeling. If I try to argue that feeling with statistics and data, I actually increase resistance. And that's what we're doing right now is we try to battle feeling with fact. Never works. Doesn't work on the Democrat or Republican side. Doesn't work on yeah. the Republican Democrat matter. side. Right. We got to honor the feeling first. We got to align with that. Once you align with that, then you get people to kind of set that aside and then listen to different data. But it's a it's a process. It takes patience. It takes understanding. It takes compassion. It takes empathy. And yeah, we don't have a lot of that. You know, you just went through the three platforms here. How do you plan on communicating to the the consumers and the and the citizens of Tampa? 
um, that are going to be voting for you all of your experience in this in this area how operation in the consulting sure if i become and, the mayor or to become you know, the mayor. to become the mayor i mean you have Man. a lot of experience yeah that's the challenge right now you know what it's interesting is that um if i meet somebody i can usually win them to my cause i can really get them to go yeah this is a cool concept right. i like this it's a matter of getting that message out and that boils down to money mm -hmm. uh, it really does i mean it's not all money um, but that's the battle I'm up against. And when you've got people like David Strauss, who's a wonderful man, who's invested over $400,000 in TV ads already, that's hard to compete with that stuff right. when you're doing a grassroots campaign. So what I really need, because I can't battle from a perspective of money, I have to battle from a perspective of passion. I'm looking for volunteers, people who want to get involved, come in, commit a couple of hours every week to either getting on the phone, raising funds, getting on the phone, converting votes. Uh, getting out there knocking on doors. The more people I have helping me out, the better we'll do it. It takes three things to win a campaign. You gotta have a great message, you gotta have a good messenger, and you and you gotta have a lot of money. But if you only have two of those three, you better have a good message and a a, a great message and a good messenger. All right, let's yeah. let's let's get some messages out then. So, all right, so you know my business. We're in I we're love in your design you're construction. One most, you are one of the most intelligent and brilliant. <laughs> I don't even want to call you a general contractor because you do so much more than that. But your business model is brilliant, my friend. All right, so we get. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you very much. So, so we do over fifteen hundred transactions in Remax alone across mm -hmm. the Tampa Bay area. So it goes far and beyond Tampa. But the biggest question that we're we're we're, we're answering today is, is how long is this economy going to last? Yeah. You know, is it going to fall out like it did in pre-recession time? Mm -hmm. um, the It still remains a seller's um, market, mm -hmm. for, you know, for the most part. Right. But it is shifting to the mm -hmm. buyer's side. So it's going to be more difficult for, mm -hmm. for people to sell their homes in the coming years, you know, of mm -hmm. course, because that's the way that, you know, the, where we're at right now. And that's where it falls out. So, sure. so where do you see... Um, people coming from that's going to fill all these offices in downtown Tampa, for example. Sure. Yeah. Well, first off, what comes up always goes down. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so this notion that this market's going to continue to rise, 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 rise. It's it's foolish. Um, you have to be, be able to prepare for that and realize that, you know, at some point in time, the market's going to turn. And if we're not prepped for that, if we're not fiscally responsible, if we're not really intelligent on how we use our money in the city, we're going to be, fa you, I don't know if you realize this, but we actually operate on less money right now in the city than we did in 2007. That's wow. insane, yeah. right? Because when the market tanked, yeah. Um, we just lost all the revenue from property tax value because mm -hmm. property taxes went down. And then even though it's the property value has gone yeah. back up, the millage rate isn't. And there's it's just this weird thing. So we have to be smart about that. But the, the, the interesting thing you talk about in terms of how are we going to fill it, how we fill it isn't really going to be a big issue. And here's why. Like one thing that we're having right now is people are talking about, well, we're doing all this development. How are we going to sustain that? Well, if you look at the numbers and the stats, we have over a thousand people a day moving to Florida, a yep. thousand a day. <laughs> and get the majority of them are moving to Tampa. We have more to offer than any yeah. other city in Florida. We are the hot topic right now. So we have that advantage, but also makes us slightly more volatile. We're going to fill them up. It's not a problem. Here's the part that frustrates me. What happens is we hear leadership talking about things like transit's a great example. They look at light rail. Now, you can have one opinion or the other about light rail. I personally like it, but I don't think it's the first thing that we should go for. But the reason why our leadership team doesn't want to create light rail right now is goes down to a statistic. And they say, we don't have the density in order to support light rail. To me, that makes about as much sense as saying, we don't need ice cube trays. Look around. We don't have any ice cubes. Right. 
<laughs> Come on, man. You can't have the ice cubes unless you get yeah. the ice cube trays, right? So you're not going to get the density that you want if you don't have the support systems in place to support them. And so to answer your question, what we really need to do is look at the infrastructure to create a livable, enjoyable, happy place to live. So when the going gets tough, people don't go. Right. People are willing right. to stick it out. Yeah, I think I, I read something that Vinick is going to do a office building on spec, which I had, had not heard of that. Um, it was like two weeks ago, I believe. Yep. It was in the Tampa Bay Business Journal. Yep. So, yeah. so that's great. very innovative. You know, that's great. It, it's stressful, obviously, because he's he's putting some more risk out. But mm -hmm. you know, there's a, a neighbor of mine just moved in. He works for Vinick, and he's responsible for like rent leasing three million square feet of office space, mm -hmm. something of that nature. Yeah. I mean, and that's I you know I asked him like what. How are you going to do this? And that's because all probably all I'm going to get everything. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to get everything, you know, that Tampa has the offer and start promoting it. You know, so I was just, you know, in the back of my mind is, is how are, what are we doing to help him promote people coming in? Because it's bigger than just filling office space. Mm -hmm. I mean, the spillover is, is, is immense. This is a hot topic for me. Right now, uh, you hear all of the leaders of Tampa talking about attracting top talent and they talk about attracting big business. But when they say the word attract, they're not actually talking about attracting. They're talking about recruiting. And there's a real big difference yeah. between recruiting top talent right. and recruiting big business versus attracting it. When you recruit, you give away the farm. When you recruit, you give tax incentives, you get property breaks, you get all these things that make it really lucrative for a business to come in and they can run much more efficiently than the people who've lived here all their lives and have to pay full price taxes, right? right. To me, I'm not about recruiting. I'm about attracting. When you attract, then they come and they say, I want to live here and I'm willing to pay your rates. I'm willing to pay the, the taxes. But if we recruit, we have to give all that stuff away. So I think one of the things we need to do is we need to make sure that we are a more attractive city, not a more recruiting city. Mm -hmm. That's a big issue. I mean, di didn't we lose Amazon mm -hmm. for for somebody recruiting them? Well, well here's the thing: that was, because if yeah. because if everybody's playing on a different playing field, then it's then it's not fair. Yeah. You know, we, so I think I feel that we lost Amazon Plain and Simple for one main reason: we don't have a transportation infrastructure for right. for transit, and they know that they have to have a city that has a really robust transit system. But that's an example of how you attract a company versus recruit one. We're trying to recruit them, going, but we'll build it for you. you know? yeah. And I suppose saying we already have it in place; it's ready to go. That's more attractive to Amazon. By the way, I'm also not in favor of trying to recruit big business uh, or e if we attract them, that's great. But I would much rather spend my time, energy and focus as the leader of the city on building the next Amazon, not attracting the next one. Right. I mean, why, why, why are we spending so much time trying to go outside of our city when we've got some amazing cities, yeah. uh, companies right here? I mean, you've got a brilliant company. Let's give you some time, energy, attention and love so you can become the next big business, not somebody in Raleigh. Yeah, no, I love Makes it. Makes no sense. I love it. Yeah. All righty. Well, thank you, buddy. My honor, I man. I'm, I'm happy to be here. I thought I was going to be talking business all day, and turns out we get to talk politics. You've, you've we can talk. We can talk business talk. another day. All right, man. But, cool. But, um, hey, I appreciate your time. I'm here with Topher Morrison. My name is James Ramos. You can find me at jamesramos.com or follow me on Twitter at JRTPA. We'll be back after a few. For investment opportunities in the Tampa Bay market or to follow James Ramos, go to jamesramos.com and sign up for his newsletter. Call Ramos first to design, build, or furnish. Call or text 813-259-1111. Move With Me is brought to you by BBMC Mortgage Tampa Bay for a loan that truly fits in a purchase or refinance. 
Homes are built to bring people together. It's the place that families gather to create memories that last a lifetime. With that in mind, you want a builder who requires a design to reflect your expectations. Ramos Design Build is that company. They understand this concept, offer a concierge level of service, ensuring that you are involved in every step of the design build process. Ramos Design Build integrates the latest in construction technology, building you a home that will last for generations. Ramos has a portfolio of satisfied clients from its decades of service in the Tampa Bay community. If you are looking for a luxury remodel, a home renovation, or a custom home built from the ground up, contact Ramos Design Build at RamosDesignBuild.com. That's RamosDesignBuild.com. Hi, my name is James Ramos. I am a licensed general contractor at Ramos Design Build. When someone asks why I do what I do, I am proud to say that I help bring families back to the table. And when you partner with Ramos, we make your family's home dreams a reality. Ramos Design Build, construction, development, and renovation. A legacy since 1956.